Good afternoon. Today is the 22nd day of January 2016. We are continuing with the series Sri Aurobindo's Poetry with Ahana. And as always, together with Allah. We're on page 532, beginning with virtuous. Yes, maybe. Okay. You can read a few lines. Virtuous. Yes, there are many. But who is there innocent? Toiling, therefore, we seek, but find not that Eden, planting and spoiling. This is the garden, we say. Lo, the trees, and this is the river. Vainly redeemers came, not one has availed to deliver. Very powerful lines. And this gives us a (coughs) different um, understanding about the story of Eden. The Garden of Eden Hmm. and the fall of Adam and Eve. Thus far the story is recounted as the quest for knowledge which woke up in the early stages of humanity which led him into the mental groove and as he went into the mental groove of nature he lost that innocence so because of that loss of innocence he developed the sense of sin and virtues good and evil because he lost that spontaneity of nature in nature this doesn't exist you know till the even early primitive humanity this doesn't exist but this is still a much higher... <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. This is a very... It doesn't exist even in the divine. <laughs> but in the mental consciousness, because it needs frames. And it needs to navigate. It loses the sure instinct of the animal world. And it brings in something like a corruption in the file, distortion in the file. So, for instance, animals will eat only when they are hungry. So, you know, they have a very valid reason to pray and eat. But man will not only eat when he is hungry, he will eat when he is simply for the pleasure of it. He will preserve food because maybe he will someday need it. So, this has come in with the mind because mind begins to anticipate the future. Mind gets hooked on to pleasure and, you know, it turns on in the mind even when the object is not there. So, it keeps on moving you know that memory of the pleasure lingers in the mind because mind is the one which actually derives the pleasure in man so many such reasons uh, why mind needs so therefore the only way to navigate is through the sense of what is good and what is not good in animals is by instinct Shobindo says uh, beautifully and of course with this sense of beautiful sense of humor in one of his aphorisms that uh, God plays the fool in season. Man plays the fool in and out of season. That becomes a big problem because, you know, God also plays sometimes that, you know, he didn't know he, he plays, <laughs> plays like a fool, but he knows when to do it. Perfect timing. But man doesn't know it, so he does it all the time and this is a problem. So we have lost that innocence. Okay, we may be virtuous, but virtuosity is very different from being innocence. Innocence is not to have the sense of sinfulness. Yes. One very nice story which uh, is there in the Indian mythology that sage Vyasa 
and his son Shukdev. Uh, they are walking across a bridge. And as not Shukdev, this is um, another person. He became a Vairagi at a very young age. But both of them are walking across a river. And as Vyasa comes on the bridge, there are some women who are taking a bath and suddenly they begin to adjust their dresses because there is a man passing by. And next comes the boy. He is also a grown-up youth. But when he passes, they make no such gesture. So the story is recounted that Mm -hmm. Vyasa is also crossed. You know, he doesn't have carnal desires inside him. But there is something in him which vibrates. And that's something which is very unconscious, subconscious, the world responds to that. Whereas this boy is truly free of all sense of sin and corruption. So he walks and he is free inwardly and those around him feel free. They don't feel that, you know, any vibration coming from him. And the women make no motion. No, no motion. So this is the difference between virtuosity of course, Vyasa is much more than virtue. It's really, he is a yogi. But virtuosity is created by very consciously, deliberately holding back the sense of sin. And therefore, it is said that, you know, it is uh, or the saint, Shubhinda, another aphorism, the, the saint is he who cherishes his sins in secret. <laughs> it may sound like a, you know, uh, but he sees through the human mask and the human nature. But nevertheless, once we have entered into this grove, we have only one choice to go farther beyond it. We can't go back to that innocence. Yet, because of this innocence, this stage of our consciousness, we are always seeking that stage when we'll be free from this, you know, struggle, this conflict, this constant battle between good and evil that takes place around and within our hearts. So this is the other side of the story of Adam and Eve, that we had a state of consciousness when we were free from dualities. And therefore we seek it. So, But it was the bliss of ignorance. Yeah, it's, it was the bliss of ignorance. And now we have entered into the circuit of knowledge and then we will become, you know, conscious... Um, Conscious of that bliss uh, and freed from the dualities. So redeemers come. Redeemers have come. They have taught us good things, nice things. But they cannot deliver because you have to take man beyond the mental curve. It's not just about being virtuous, being good, being nice. But something more and something greater. Never can nature go back to her careless and childlike beginning. Laugh of the babe and the song of the wheel in its delicate spinning. Mm. Now this again, see the vision of oneness. Uh, How the divine can see music in all this. Laugh of the babe and the spinning. How he connects all this and many other things as we go through. Smile of the sun upon flowers and earth's beauty. Life without labor. Plucking the fruits of the soil and rejoicing in cottage and arbor. Once we have chosen to be as the gods, we must follow that motion. Knowledge must grow in us. Might like a titan's, bliss like an ocean. How powerful these lines are. 
we can't go back to that so when we talk about you know last time also we have read nature to be one with nature and in yoga also people said everything comes from the mother so it's okay whatever thoughts come in me feelings come in me impulses come in me mother is everything so they are coming from mother so people started hearing a voice and following all kinds of impulses and shobindo had to qualify the truth that mother is everything and everywhere he said yes the mother has also become the lower nature but you don't have to follow the mother as lower nature but the mother as the higher nature therefore rejection of lower nature otherwise yogis don't care about nature this it's okay it's a field doesn't matter they don't make the distinction but in shobindo's yoga there is a distinction and therefore rejection and all these things come into play once when i was very young i wrote to mother about uh, what was happening in new york city you know, according to and nolini writes me back this long letter and he says mother was wondering what was happening there well we have sri arbindo's statement about lloyd george <laughs> this mother have to know what lloyd george had for breakfast yes, had for breakfast but but you are still young <laughs> <laughs> only you understand now the new york city better <laughs> with this new vision so you know it's a very powerful line i'll read again once we have chosen to be as the gods we must follow that motion knowledge must grow in us might like a titans bliss like an ocean calmness and purity born of the spirits gaze on the real calmness and purity born of the spirit's gaze on the real rapture of his oneness embracing the soul in a clasp hymeneal now he brings us to just as there is a story of garden of eden we have in india the story of vrindavan vrindavan and krishna tried to manifest it upon earth but it was not possible except for a brief moment so if the story as the story goes now this is slightly different the garden of eden is elsewhere but krishna tried to create that vrindavan here but eventually all the gopis and gopis who danced with him turned into bushes and herbs because you know earth could not contain and krishna had to leave the place and his own family members ended up destroying themselves because you know earth is not ready for that wonderful play but here comes these lines was it not he once in vrindavan woods divine to our yearning memorable always o flowers o delight on the tree tops burning grasses his herds have grazed and crushed by his feet in the dancing yamuna flowing with song through the greenness always advancing see the presence of the divine in matter upon earth makes such a difference otherwise it's the same yamuna but when yamuna flows at the feet of krishna it's a different experience it's a very interesting story in ramayana you know similar about lord joy uh, you know george lloyd having breakfast uh, there is a similar story that when sita is kidnapped by ravana so rama asks all these trees the flowers the grass the greenery around have you seen my sita have you seen my sita without you without sita all this beauty is worth nothing you know many people would see it in it nothing but a romantic poetry 
But if you see the symbol of Ramayana, you realize that without the Divine Mother's touch, everything which is beautiful, wonderful, becomes nothing. So, you know, Krishna playing along the banks of Yamuna, dancing in Vrindavan gives it a different feel. And when he is no more there, it's nothing but a dead bank of a river. But somewhere the touch is there. And we have that marvelous line in Savitri, where she presses her feet, streams of entrancing ananda. Miraculous streams of an entrancing ananda. Yet the memory lingers. And you can contact it. That also comes. That what is left behind. You will see that. You, unforgotten remind, for his flute, with its sweetness ensnaring, sounds in our ears in the night, and our souls of their taguments bearing, hails us out naked and absolute, out to his woodlands eternal, out to his moonlit dances, his dalliance sweet and supernal. And we go stumbling, maddened and thrilled to his dreadful embraces. Look at the line. Oh. We go maddened. People wonder, why do people come all the way to Pondicherry? After all, <laughs> weather-wise, sea-wise, there are many things, you know, which can be, and especially, you know, to coming all the way to this crowded tourist destination in India <laughs> with minimum facilities. This is it. Something in the soul hears the call and its teguments are open and they come all the way abandoning, you know, a kind of destiny which materially would have been different. So here come these lines that, you know, even this is an experience of Brindavan and the gopis and gopis, you know, Mm -hmm. the fact that souls are called and driven by the cry of the Lord within. And we go stumbling we don't know where we are going, maddened and thrilled to his dreadful embraces. These embraces which destroy the tegments of the soul and these tegments say, ah, I am getting hurt. Dreadful embraces. Slaves of his rapture to Brindavan crowded with amorous faces. Luminous kind in the green glade seated, soft-eyed gazing, flowers on the branches distressing us. Moonbeams, unearthly amazing. This experience you can't have even physically looking at it's the beauty of too much. <laughs> it's just too much. Look at, you know, yeah. Shobindo endows everything with a yeah. different beauty, a different life, as if, you know, he brings out the divinity hidden in them. We also see flowers, we enjoy and we love it and, you know, it's so beautiful to see. But look at this vision. Flowers on the branches distressing us. What is this distress that one feels looking at a flower? Almost, you know, the distress of a lover wanting to, you know, embrace that beauty, to hold that beauty, to contain it, but cannot. Yes. Moonbeams, unearthly, amazing, Yamuna flowing before us, laughing low with her voices. Brindavan arching over us, where Shama sports and rejoices. Inly the miracle trembles repeated, mist walls are broken, hiding that country of God, and we look on the wonderful token, clasp the beautiful body of the eternal, his flute call of yearning, cries in our breast with its blissful anguish, 
forever returning. So this is the touch which the divine leaves quivering upon earth and it doesn't fade away. So even when he withdraws from this earth, earthly field or this field of matter, it keeps on seeking that touch because it has something new now in it. Mother has spoken about it, that wherever we have put our feet, we have released this supramental consciousness into matter and matter has received it with gratitude. These are her words. So now the moment you take an earthly body, you take on matter and this matter will remember and it will yearn and it will make the soul yearn. So you know the yoga is reversed when the divine comes and goes because divine does something in matter itself and the bodies that are born after that begin to automatically also carry with them that yearning, that anguish and then last two wonderful lines Life flows past us with passionate voices, a heavenly river. All our being goes back as a bride of his bliss to the giver. What a wonderful line. So this is uh, the, we'll turn to next page. You know, just as we said, we'll take up. We are on page 534. Maybe the last These, line. Yeah, the last few yeah, lines. Yeah. These are but dreams and the truth shall be greater. Heaven made woman, flower of beatitude, living shape of the bliss of the Brahman. That whatever mankind has experienced, all these touches, these moments... They are still dreams. What is yet to come will be a glory of glories. Heaven Maybe made woman. woman. Earlier also, you know. So that's why because they are invoking Ahana. Ahana Usha, the dawn of God. She is the divine mother herself in her early days. So they want something else. Flower of beatitude, living shape of the bliss of the Brahman. Art thou not she who shall bring into life and time the eternal? Up till now we have had, you know, this sentiment is also in uh, Savitri, that only we see the footsteps of the gods who have passed. So they come on earth and they pass away. But now the bride of Brahman, the bliss of Brahman, the divine mother, they are invoking that you come and establish in the play of time the eternal. Art thou not she who shall bring into life and time the eternal? Body of the summer of the gods is sweetness virginal, vernal, breathes from thy soul into nature, love sits dreaming in thy bosom, wisdom gazes from thy eyes, thy breasts of God rapture are the blossom. If but the joy of thy feet once could touch our spaces smiting. So that, you know what you were saying yeah. about her feet. And um, again in Savitri, Satiwan invokes her, says, Descend upon earth. Descend, O happiness, with, with thy, thy moon gold feet. Enrich earth's floors upon whose sleep, sleep we lie. lie. 
So this is the aspiration communicated in Ahana. Earth with a ray from the unknown on the world's heart, heaven's script writing, all then would change into harmony and beauty. Times doors shudder, swinging wide on their hinges into eternity. Other voices than earth's would be fire in our speech and make deathless our thinking. One who is hidden in light would go visible, multitudes linking. So it is only the Divine Mother who can redeem, finally, because she is the one who is uh, the Divine in his uh, other aspect, Brahman, and you know the, the passive aspect, the, the masculine aspect, is the secret presence in matter. But the Divine Mother in that feminine aspect is the Shakti which impels matter and all nature. Therefore she is needed for the change. She is the one who has set everything into motion. And without her consent, nothing can change. So we also see that up till now, all the avatars, they have come. And they have come always with a feminine counterpart. Uh, of course, um, historicity has it that, you know, some religions have tried to suppress it. Like in Christianity, we don't talk about, you know, any counterpart of Christ, though there is so much and no. <laughs> so much of you and cry about it. And Shivinda himself said that Mother Mary, you know, she was herself an incarnation of the Divine Mother and of course there are other uh, stories then of course in Buddhism also we see that though Buddha is an avatar nobody talks about you know the lady who was like a force behind him who gave the direction though now when I went to Bodhgaya they are acknowledging it so ah. they are dedicating a whole temple to Sujata ah. who had you know actually shown him the way when Buddha was lost didn't know. He was trying always. Then she comes and says, if you pull the bow too fast, too tight, if you pull the string of the bow too tight, it will break. If you make it too lax, you can't use it. So then he discovered the middle path. That's how, you know, she gave him the way. But they have always, always been behind. In Rama and Sita, Sita stays behind. In Krishna's avatar, Radha stays behind. So in all the avatars, they stay behind. But first time, because there is a new creation, so Shurabindo puts the mother in front and himself goes behind. It's a, it's a very interesting play. Oh. They are one. Yes, but... And few lines below. Far off the gold and the greatness, the rapture too splendid and dire, are not the ages too young? To low in our hearts burns the fire. Bringest thou only a gleam on the summits, a cry in the distance, seen by the eyes that are wakened, heard by the spirit that listens. You know, physically when dawn comes, if you see the mountain peaks, it's so amazing. Wonderful sight. But down below it's okay, it's fine. But nothing like that. Yeah. That glory, that wonder. Form of the formless, all beautiful, Lord star of nature's aspirance, music of prelude, giving a voice to the ineffable silence, all descriptions of the Divine Mother. You know, yeah. we have the adoration of the Divine Mother, and here we have yeah. another adoration of the yes. Divine Mother. Wonderful lines. 
first white dawn of the god light cast on these creatures that perish world key of a divine and eternal truth for mortals to cherish remember those lines in savitri where he says as if time dare not open its doors to god O bliss who ever dwellest deep hid within while men seek the outside and never find so he invokes that divine mother and here also we have a similar invocation come come let thy sweetness and force be a breath in the breast of the future making the god ways alive immortality's gold red suture see the supramentalized physical immortality's golden red suture gold is the supramental and yes. red is the earth so when the two come together then immortality shall suture. be established suture stitching the stitching the link deep in our lives they shall work out a honeyed celestial leaven this is the uh, divine love mother has actually used the word divine love is the leaven which the divine puts into matter to make it ready bliss shall grow native to being and earth be a kin soil to heaven so after all this journey the voices are seeking the divine mother because only she can establish bliss permanently upon earth all here shall be one day her sweetness, sweetness is home open the barriers of time the world with thy beauty enamor trailing behind thee the purple of thy soul and the dawn moments glamour forcing the heart of the midnight where slumber and secrecy linger guardians of mystery touching her bosom with thy luminous finger See, opening the heart of the night where you know it and another line in savitri and beauty conquered the resisting world yes so this is her work and her advent daughter of heaven break through to me moon like mystic and gleaming tread through the margins of twilight cross over borders of dreaming vision delightful alone on the peaks from the silences cover vision of bliss stoop down to mortality lean to thy lover we love you this is the cry and the cry call. voices the hunters of joy they are crying to this most auspicious form of the divine mother to come down and bless this earth and touch it tread its soil and stay here not just in the dreaming spaces of the inner being because there it's fine it's a delightful vision but she must come close within mortality's range and be one with us then comes ahana's reply after all this cry and rapture you see even in savitri yeah actually this reminds us of the vision in the moon there is a long passage where ashapati similar things very similar that you know man comes and goes centuries pass vainly all this he says and at the end there is just one small passage where the mother says oh strong forerunner i have heard thy cry, cry. one shall descend. descend and break the iron law now there of course she gives the assurance that she will come herself and take the divine mother's form as an avatar here 
also she says that i will come it's a small passage a very powerful one ahana voice of the sensuous mortal heart of eternal longing thou who hast lived as in walls thy soul with thy senses wronging this is the problem in you know it's like a doctor you go and carry a list of problems i have this problem that problem that problem doctor listens carefully patiently at the end of he says you know what this is the problem <laughs> in one line he summarizes it that you know uh, you must have had a um, bad food last night yes 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 <laughs> after hundred things he recount i have headache a fever and indigestion a pain in the tummy vomiting diarrhea everything and he says you know what what did you eat yesterday <laughs> did you eat outside <laughs> that's it yes 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 that he has not told he has told everything but not told that and the doctor pinpoints and gives the remedy so first he is pinpointing why is it that the redeemers come they touch a vile and go away why is it that we cannot recapture that bliss the need for bliss is the cry of the sensuous parts of our nature but why it cannot stay on earth and bliss is the highest goal because it's the origin the source and yet the problem is thou who has lived as in walls thy soul with thy senses wronging but i descend at last says okay i'll come <laughs> you can't heal it i will come but i descend at last fickle and terrible sweet and deceiving poison and nectar one has dispensed to thee luring thee leaving we two together shall capture the flute and the player relentless we two we have yeah she and this creation we both will yes. together do yes. it i know what your nature is what your consciousness is why you have been dispensed with this duality yeah. but don't worry i come and we two together will capture the flute and the player relentless because he comes and goes away vanishes son of man thou hast crowned thy life with the flowers that are scentless this is the problem you have beautiful flowers but they don't have the fragrance of the gods and an aside mother said that it is largely the fragrance of flowers that began her to get to give significance yes yes it was yes, through, yes, the fragrance through the fragrance that's right interesting interesting yeah. fragrance so, you know there is a very that reminds me also of a very interesting essay <coughs> many uh, not an essay play um, many people you know straight away go to shobindo's later writing which is very good of course but a play he wrote at the age of 18 it's amazing it's called the harmony of virtues ah yes and at the end he gives the example that what really makes what is really virtue from a highest standpoint so one after another ultimately he says the sense of the beautiful and then he gives the example of a flower that it has three things the form the color and the fragrance yes and he says equates the fragrance to the soul quality shubhendu speaks of that and he says it is this that really gives to the form and the inner character inner being the real sense of beauty so you know as you were saying so we have a very good form and we may have a strong inner being 
but without this fragrance of the soul it's a scentless flower so this must come out chased the delights that wound but i come and midnight shall sunder look at this line he's not saying chased the delights that wound chased mm-hmm. the delights that wound you have been running after things which end up wounding you you have been chasing you have surrounded with flowers that are scentless and you have chased the delights that wound that wound wound yes but i come so this is the hope she is not asking man to do anything <laughs> she says i know what is the problem this is the problem but of course we can collaborate that's wonderful but i come and midnight shall sunder lo i come and behind me knowledge descends and with thunder filling the spaces strength the angel bears on his bosom joy to thy arms thou shalt look on her face like a child's or a blossom so that's why shubhendra says <clears throat> mother is the goal mother is the path if she is achieved all else comes spontaneously if you have her everything else will come but if you want one by one it's like you know people try to make friends with ministers and you know the officers so that they can get favors from one department or another but if you make friends with the king <laughs> you don't need this you all that you you need to know or rather the king himself would say you know what he's my guy that's all yeah. <laughs> and who is the lord of the king the queen <laughs> the divine mother when she says even the divine is compelled the lord is compelled to follow in the wake of her steps this is their pact yes original pact she lays down the rules of the game and he plays according to those rules and in the passages about the madanas yes she says exactly what she would absolutely and so here also she says i will come yeah. and when i come knowledge and bliss and strength will just trail behind me they will spontaneously come and then what will happen you will look on her face like a child's or a blossom innocent free as in eden of old not afraid of her play then we will not be afraid of nature oh my god it's a dreadful snare that's how the saints and the sages have looked upon it and we read that no say the wise mm. say no you will play in nature with nature again once again innocent and sinless in your purity innocent free as in eden of old not afraid of her playing when they when they desires i have seized and devoured like a lioness praying what lions and you know this can be a prayer mother sees and devour these desires and uh, shubhendra says that the desire for the divine is the one desire which can take away all other desires from you if we pray to her mother you destroy these she will seize upon them this look at the you know he plucked desire from its bleeding roots yeah. and offered to the gods the vacant place yes. but now we have a much simpler way and she does it much more beautifully nalnida wrote to shirbindo when he felt the desire to eat a little greater lemon he was a bit unhappy that the size of the lemon is growing smaller and smaller 
So he did not ask for it. He wrote to Shurbindo, why I had this desire that the lemon should be little greater. So Lord, with a butcher's knife, take away this desire from my heart. He doesn't ask for a bigger sanction of lemon. <laughs> Shurbindo replies, take out yes, but why with a butcher's knife? Why not with a surgeon's scalpel? <laughs> Why you want the divine to be a butcher? (laughs) So when she comes, she takes it away in such a beautiful way that we don't even feel the sting. It takes time. But eventually she removes it. But yes. Thou shalt not suffer always nor cry to the nor cry to me lured and forsaken. What a wonderful line. The divine loads us. At the same time we feel he has forsaken us. Viraha, Vedana, mixed with Prem and urge for union, Milan. We want to unite with him. We are lured by him, attracted by him. But when he escapes from the range of the very mortal senses, inner being you experience, but you you want the touch, the touch in the most concrete matter, and then you feel, oh, forsaken. Not forsaken, in, of course, this is for, from human. The bhakta would not feel, but he longs for that, craves for that touch in the very matter. And then again, the divine will provide some touch in matter. And then you are happy. And then again, you feel, oh, <laughs> this was only a promo. You want the real thing. <laughs> this is how, you know, slowly the touch grows. And then wonderful lines, I have a snare for his footsteps. I have a chain for him taken. In the Mahabharata, Sahadev says, you cannot avoid war unless you tie Krishna. Krishna cannot be tied. Duryodhana tried and failed miserably. But there is a way to tie him, to bring him back to earth. And that is by the grace of the Divine Mother. She alone can do this. I have a snare for his footsteps. I have a chain for him taken. Come then to Brindavan, soul of the joyous. Faster and faster follow the dance I shall teach thee. With Shama for slave and for master. What a line. We have learned the wrong steps. And we are habituated to the steps taught by the lower nature. Now we have to learn the new dance to keep up with the rhythms of the Lord. And then we can, when we do it, he becomes a slave to all that we seek in life because he has to give the fulfillment. Look, slave. How does the divine become slave? Actually, most of us unwittingly treat him like that. Lord, I want this. Now, whom do you say this? Either to somebody whom you fully trust or somebody to whom you entrust your errands. I want this. And he gets it somehow from somewhere. How? And he's joyous. And then we realize, oh my God, he's the master whom we were saying. Then we say, no, 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 I want you. I want to be your slave. You tell me what you want and I want to do this. You know, Champaklalji once told Mother, Mother, thus far I have served you only according to what I thought I should serve you. Now I want to serve you as you want me to serve you. So how does Shama become slave? He is slave as well as the master. So 
he provides everything but he is also the master of everything that he provides come then to brindavan soul of the joyous faster and faster follow the dance i shall teach thee with shama for slave and for master follow the notes of the flute with a soul aware and exulting trample delight that summits and crouch to a sweetness insulting <laughs> marvelous lines trample delight matter itself all your journey everywhere right up to matter right up to your feet right up to the subconscious you walk as if on delight at the same time all around you all over you there is a sweetness how does sweetness insult you <laughs> how would you know something that is so sweet insult you the only way it can insult is by saying look there is more you have it but there is something still more you can have it so have it a little more so you know this is a sweetness insulting then shall thou know what the dance meant fathom the song and the singer here behind thunder its rhymes touched by lightning thrill to his finger right now we are shaken when the thunder hoofs of god comes to us we are terrified we hide inside our comfort zones god is coming god is coming we had heard it but we are hearing something terrible we thought he will come playing the flute but what is this thunder that i am hearing what is this storm that i am seeing what is this lightning that are flashing in the skies there is a very nice even this in mystic experience this is true that before the light dawns one steps first into a night of god yes savitri speaks about it so night of god is a state when all that you groped on rested upon was like a crutch is taken away from you all the supports and it's the including the support of your intellect yes. the pride of the intellect they are gone and then he laughs and gives them back to you but as his no more yours they are his and he will use it so this thunder and lightning and meera has a bhajan very beautiful song where she says i'll first say two lines in hindi then sunire mein hari avan ki awaaz i am hearing the coming of hari the lord and then she says badal dekh dari but suddenly i hear the thunder and the crash of clouds in the sky and something in me shrinks and i am scared so this is an experience real experience inwardly as well as in outer life yes the last two lines brindavan's rasal sel understand and yamuna's laughter the soul of the joyous is redeemed when there is thunder and lightning you see it takes us to the original story when krishna is born in the prison house of kansa the guards are asleep they don't know what has happened what a great event has happened and 
even Vasudev who is bearing this child, all that he knows is he will kill Kansa. He doesn't know anything beyond it. And he is also scared looking at the thunder and the lightning in the sky and the Yamuna raising in spate. But nature has understood. And so it leaps up and leans down to touch the feet of the child who is born. So you know this one line connects with that story. That they will understand. Brinda once Russell shall understand and Yamuna's laughter. This not in spate. She is laughing, happy. Nature in us seems to suddenly exalt beyond limits because she feels the touch of the divine. Take thy place in the Ras and thy share of the ecstasy after. Ras, of course, is the grand dance of Krishna in Vrindavan. So you have a place there, but you have to get rid of this soul, wronging with the senses, kibbling yourself into walls, so you have this prayer, this aspiration, but you have to get rid of these flowers that are scentless, surrounding your life. You are chasing delights that wound you. But anyways, now I come and I'll teach you the new dance, the new rhythm. And then I will bring him near to you and I'll show you your place in the grand ecstasy and ecstatic dance of the divine. We'll stop with these two lines, or rather four lines. Actually, last six, eight lines. <laughs> I have a snare for his footsteps. I have a chain for him taken. Come then to Brindavan, soul of the joyous, faster and faster. Follow the dance I shall teach thee with Shama for slave and for master. Follow the notes of the flute with a soul aware and exulting. Trample delight that summits and crouch to a sweetness insulting. Then shall thou know what the dance meant. Fathom the song and the singer. Here behind thunder its rhymes. Touched by lightning, thrill to his finger. Brindavan's Russell shalt understand and Yamuna's laughter. Take thy place in the Ras and thy share of the ecstasy after. <laughs>